0: Adam Hall, welcome to Top Badminton. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been really good. You haven't watched any videos yet. You keep busy still training,
1: right? Yeah, so we are, we're lucky even with the COVID pandemic, the, the elite sport is allowed to train. So we are pretty much training as normal, not quite the same amount as we were before. But we're really lucky that we're still getting it and getting able to train and obviously still prepare for the events. So very happy that we can still do
0: that. So when you say when you go down to the and Centre, I guess it's just staff and that in
1: there. Is it, is it, it must be. Yeah, we're actually training at the Coburn Centre just now, so it's literally just us and the coaches. that are pretty much in. We don't even have. I think there's a cleaner that comes in one every couple of days, but the national team and the coaches and no one else really. So.
0: Yeah, uh, discuss- we're quite
1: lucky that we've Scotland, don't
0: it. You're still distancing, I guess. Not Sorry. You're still socially distancing. Yeah, we right? have. Yeah we
1: have like, we have different bubbles so we have like of like we have dub doubles or doubles and singles are training separately just now and then with the doubles we actually have two groups of five or six at the moment just to kind of minimize the amount of contact again people and it's obviously still restricted a little bit so we can't do every. we're pretty much back to normal now but still with a lot of different cross uh, calls in the background that seem to be working quite well. We haven't had a case yet, touch wood, So, Yeah, that's amazing. So you kind of got a wee bubble,
0: that you have a training bubble, have you? And everybody's got their own training bubble, is it? Um, do you
1: get, uh, do you yeah, pretty much. That you so, I mean, problem? yeah, so like at the start, when we first got allowed back, it was really strict, Where we weren't allowed to do any doubles practices. We weren't allowed to touch the same shuttle, quite strict. So that's gradually eased off. As we've kind of gotten a bit more used to things, so now we can we can play doubles. We can have three on one side, do some three v two exercises. We don't need to, we do we don't need to have each, our own shuttles anymore. So it's all, but we are split into different bubbles, so we don't so I don't mix with say Kirsty. I don't mix with um a lot of we are we're stuck within our little kind of training bubbles. And we don't leave that bubble really. You still got,
0: you still got the same times
1: or did, um, so we have doubles and. Double, doubles and singles are separate. With the, with the doubles, we split into two bubbles in the moment. I don't know how the singles uh, how it works for them, but we're still in the same hall because obviously the court is six courts. So we take we know my bubble takes the kind of first two courts, and then their bubble takes the kind of bottom, bottom two courts, and we have a space in the middle just to make sure that everything's all, distanced and spaced out. Yeah, that's
0: good. About <laughs> these days, do you do a lot of personal training outside of badminton? That you, you know, when you're not. Training the run, do you? Do, what do you do there? I saw you did some. I saw you actually doing some things. Um, when we were locked down, a lot of training outside
1: and that kind of thing. When there was no Yeah. What is that Yeah, like? back when we weren't allowed into the hall, a lot of like all we had, we had like all of our training was all at home. So there was a lot, of kind of running sessions, some, um, home weights, which was really. It's not obviously not as good as, but. We, 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 we kind of muddled our way through the kind of three months. So thankfully we can get, like the Emirates is open for the Institute of Sport Athletes so we can get into the gym twice a week now for okay. weight sessions. So we're pr- we're pretty much back to training normal. We don't really need to do anything at home now other than the kind of odd gym session if the Emirates is shut for any reason or occasional yoga session. But we're pretty much back to normal, and thankfully, because the home, the home sessions are really, really getting to us. I'm sure, when, you were do- when
0: you were doing the home sessions, how... How was communication? What did you do to communicate with the coaches, et cetera? And, you know, when you weren't actually on court, what was the structure like with the people giving you homework effectively and exercise or what? How was
1: that? Yeah, like we we were, we were doing like weekly, you know, twice weekly, like Zoom calls with the physios, do some like group yoga sessions in contact with the S&C coach about what what gym sessions and stuff like that we were doing. And then obviously we had a weekly kind of team meeting with Ango and Bob and uh, just, just to kind of sure everyone's still motivated and going through kind of different bits Then we started doing some like kind of vid- home video like watching with like ball, ball, with with your designated coach so doubles guys with all the singles guys with Ingo at the time just to kind of do just to kind of keep our kind of mind sharp at the same time so the community, i think it's a lot easier nowadays with them there's so many different ways to communicate so it's a uh, to make to make sure we're still on top of things and if this had been 20 years ago then there would have been a lot more difficult obviously
0: I don't know
1: if you watched any of the Carolina Marin uh, documentary. I think most most of the pros have seen it. Have you Have you watched any of that? Yeah, yeah, we we actually we watched it. we were in Denmark playing the Denmark Open like the day it came out that uh, and watched the four episodes in a row and it was yeah it was really interesting. I think it's really yeah interesting to see the, their process and kind of the relationship between Carolina and Fernando. It was intense, some like I think, but I can I actually thought. Fernando was going to come off worse by the end of the documentary, but actually, he did actually he did kind of redeem himself. Yeah. Third, fourth episode that like you do, you do, you do see that amount that he cares and really puts into Carolina as a player. But yeah, it was really interesting. I really enjoyed the watch.
0: It's not often we get to see. Back. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it was what amazed me was actually that um, that he doesn't go to all the matches because he's got young families. who can only has uh, joint custody, right? And uh, and he's so he's at yeah. Having- He's at home one week and then away the next week. It's it was amazing, and he was watching it online. And I actually loved the bit where he was talking on his phone to the coach courtside during Carolina's game. He was watching it live on TV, and he was on the phone to the coach courtside, telling her what to tell Carolina during. Yeah. The game. I thought that was amazing. Right, that's.
1: Uh, yeah, we 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 have experienced that a couple of times with Andy Bowman back in the day when when he couldn't come because he was born <laughs> and whoever was off at the time and. Getting me and Alex back into shape, so I've, I've experienced that. as a bit difficult, but it's uh, better than nothing, I suppose.
0: Thing, technology, what it does, right? It's amazing, right? Isn't it? As you yeah. see it in Zoom, and you know, I was talking to Martin Campbell as well about, about how you know you've got such a knitted community, you work so hard together. So when you're not physically together, you, you actually described it. I suppose I actually described it almost like military. You know, when you go away on trips together, you're literally living in each other's. Company, you're going through the same emotions and like living in that, like a bubble anywhere, right? Even like now, you kind of you're so close, right? You're with it with each other all the time. And when you when you can't,
1: yeah, kind of- it's been kind of especially, especially yeah, weird not seeing everyone like constantly, like especially at the start, like the kind of first three four months of lockdown. I mean, especially the kind of groups which are like for me, like I travel with Alex and Julie, like we had pretty much two years where we spent every every week or every second week together in like a room or like an airbnb so you do you do spend a lot of time people sometimes a bit too much time with certain people but (laughs) yeah it's it's, it's kind of hard to juggle i think it's like especially when you're going away in three four week tours like you do need to try and find time to spend by yourself because people do get to you after a little bit doesn't matter how close you are when you spend that much time with someone in such close contact it's quite difficult, and yeah, it does. We do, we do have the odd argument when we're away. <laughs> I, th- I
0: think you even have that with family. You know, if you think about,
1: you know, you go. I, I would describe as more people. like a family than a military. Honestly, like as I, I do, I do feel like we are very family, family dynamic in the squad anyway nowadays.
0: You've got to, I think you've just got to make allowances, right, for people for different things. Some certain people, you just realise probably quite soon that people are a certain way, and you can't really do anything. like Yeah. Way.
1: Like you really it. learn to pick up people's cues when, when they need to be let
0: alone for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with the question. I've lost your video for a second, but I'm sure that's just connection. Um, but it's okay, it doesn't matter. I can, it's okay. I can hear you fine. Um, so, first of all, first question, your full name.
1: So, my full name is Adam Hall.
0: No middle names?
1: I've got three middle names, but I don't like to tell them. My full it's, name is Adam Alistair Murdoch McGregor Hall. Some don't name. ask.
0: What's wrong with that?
1: There's just so many names that my, my such <laughs> a short name, Adam Hall, and you add in the three middle ones and it doesn't fit in my driver's licence. I can only have two in my driver's
0: license. <laughs> That's you need uh, special forms. You couldn't get a checkbook with your name on it, McGregor yeah, no. write it down. Adam Alistair McGregor Hall. Is there. there Adam
1: Alistair Murdoch McGregor Hall. Murdoch,
0: oh my god, that is literally the most Scottish name in the world, I reckon. I mean, Adam Hall is so
1: English, and then you got the three most Scottish names ever on the planet in the middle. That's
0: brilliant.
1: And your age, Adam? I'm 24. Soon to be 25, unfortunately.
0: So, can I ask you a question? When you've been a bad boy and your mum shouts at you, does she shout, Adam Alistair Murdoch McGregor Hall, would you come down and get your tea? Or is it.
1: I mean, I wouldn't know because I was an A child, so my mum never shouted at me. So yes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able. Yeah, my mum doesn't get angry. I was, I was, I was my mummy's boy when I was when I was growing up, so I didn't get she didn't really shout at me very much. That's Plus, crazy. you wouldn't be able to get all that out quickly enough. I think, I think you would lose the anger by the time you got to hold, So <laughs> I don't know. I think it's got
0: a ring about it to be honest with you. Um, so your
1: home home area, Adam? Uh, Mocklin, and East Ayrshire.
0: Mocklin, that's right. I had a look at. I was actually looking last night at the sports center, and I think there was a video of you hitting a shuttle against the wall outside. Has that just been demolished? That sports center?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a sad, sad day when I, when I drove home, and it was it wasn't there anymore. Spent uh, like the most the majority of my childhood in that place, so I had a lot of memories. So yeah, it was a bit gutted when it shut. But yeah.
0: is, that, is that the only sports facility in that area?
1: Yeah, only those there's, there's they've they've shut down pretty much every sports facility within like a ten mile radius. There's one game hall still in Catron that the community which is really good they're still going, but I don't know how long that'll stay there. But yeah, they've shut pretty much everywhere else. So nearest place for Badminton if the if Catron's busy is like Kamarnock, which is a good like 10, 15 minute drive away. Which is not ideal, but just how it is these days is the Did local councils don't really start. seem to want to put money into sports facilities. So
0: did you get very close to that sports center right, the McLaren? yeah it was it was it was, it was a real it was a big part of
1: my life and a big part of a lot of people's lives like actually when when we found out it was shut, i actually arranged a little like kind of farewell day and the game all kind of reached out to people that that, that played for 20 years in that place so we had, we had, a, we had a lovely day like we went in for the hall we kind of we played about with some juniors played kind of old, old games got a lot of kind of People just from back in the day in, we got somebody come up from Milton Keynes, someone came up from Manchester just to come and say bye to the place, really. So it was a really, really special day, I think, especially for Tommy, the guy that brought the that started it all from the bottom until the point I got. Like I think it was really nice I mean, kinda of for us to show our appreciation how much the place meant to us. So was it, yeah, can- it was it was a good day, but again, was it was still can- a bit can- sad. Was it
0: canceled
1: run? Yeah, it was canceled run. So, uh, so it's, getting knocked, it's getting knocked down because they want they want to I think they're building like sheltered housing in there. So yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've I've had opinions on that. I don't I don't think it's the best way to go forward. I think it, it, it did need a lot of work done. Like it hadn't been touched in forty years almost, so it, it did need work done. But the the councils weren't prepared to put money into it, which is
0: a, I think it's a shame. But I agree. Well, my friend runs uh, the, the Tyneside townside centre in Newcastle, and um, okay. he, I don't know if you've been down there, but he's um, that was the school, and um, I was talking to him about it. He bought it from similar situation, really not funding and it was a natural school and he, he bought it from the council, I think it was, a, it was an auction or whatever and he's, he's a Babylon player as well, right? From Newcastle. And um, so he bought it and he's developed it and he's added more courts to it and it's, yeah, it's a totally self-sustaining business now. You, you, um, I, I think the country's missing a lot to be honest with you. It's a real shame to see sports facilities getting down. And it, it's po- it's yeah, yeah. An is Babylon popular over the is Is it a popular sport when you were um, there?
1: Um, well, for me, when we were there we kind of uh... Dominated Scottish badminton for a period of time. Like I always feel in Scotland, like the uh, little areas have their kind of time in the sh- have the time in the sun. So before us, it was maybe um, it was kind of Edinburgh. After us, it was Glasgow. But for a, for a good five six years, Mockland was everywhere. I Think when I worked out, we'd uh, let me just get the numbers. Like we when I when I calculated the, all the kind of national titles and everything, we we got. We think it worked out at 60, 62 junior national champions. Really? 15 British titles, like 10 Scottish school titles. We had like th- five people being capped for Scotland. Like we had so much just from a little village. Like it's, it was crazy. And it was all, all just kind of stemmed from people being really passionate, like coaches, Tommy, Morag, Maggie, Maggie P, all being really passionate, really wanting to kind of drive the community. in And it was, it was ridiculous for a period of time. Um, so it was really sad when that stopped, but yeah, we really, really did achieve a lot for such a small place. Wow. Do you know Steve Thompson? Um, I, 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 don't. I, read, I, I may recognize the name, but I, I was looking through your videos. I yeah, saw he was from Ayrshire, yeah, but I didn't. I, I didn't think about.
0: He's Ayrshire. He's a really good player. He's moved around a lot, but he's from originally from Ayrshire. He talks a lot about Ayrshire badminton as well. Is that right? Macklin's in in Ayrshire. Is that right? Yeah, it's in East Ayrshire. Yeah, East Ayrshire. Yeah, yeah. So you, I think you probably, you'll certainly know a lot of the names that you're talking about. He's a good player, a very good player. Plays with Ross Gladwin in Edinburgh. Um, I don't know if you know. Um, okay, so brothers or sisters, you've got your only child, is that right? Uh, no,
1: I've got two sisters. Oh, have you? So Yeah. yeah. And my um, they both they both played badminton back in the day. Or uh, my older sister, she she just played for kind of fun. She, she won a few Ayrshire Skills titles, but she was never like that competitive with it. But my older sister, my middle sister Katie, she played up, she played for Scotland up to junior level, like internationally. Um, she won a few national titles, and she like she probably she was unfortunate that she came through. She when she came into senior level, the kind of team was a bit full. Like there was the, the we had a full squad of like Imogen Bank Bankier, Jelly Cooper, Susan Hughes, like Rita. There was a, was a full lot of really good players at that time. So she unfortunately, like didn't get in. But if she'd been a few years younger, she would have easily made it into the senior team like no problem. So. Yeah, she still plays but plays for fun now as well. Like she's still a big part of her life.
0: Where is she now? Is she local is she uh, like-
1: she, she's back in Malkland just for the moment, but she moved down she moved down to London last last kind of um, a New Year. So a yeah, she. I mean, She she joined a club down there. So she little bit And a little bit of a little of club or something. So and she, she was a kind of a disability head coach for a while. So I really. And, yeah, she she does. Uh, she works at BWF doing kind of para badminton coaching courses around the world. So she she still does. She still takes a very active para badminton as well. Well,
0: what's the age difference
1: of uh, so Lorna is seven years older than me, and Katie's five. So quite a big gap.
0: And did you used to play against her then? When you when you start what age? Sorry, let me go back to questions. What age did you when you first played? When you first played?
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I was four when I first went to games hall. So I kind of had my period of time where I just kind of copied anything that Lorna and Katie did, so they both started, and then I just followed along as well and kind of progressed quite quickly from there. So, I mean, I didn't really play Katie or Lorna that much. Like I don't remember doing it anyway. I think we were, like, in Mocklin, we had, we had so many players at the time that we had different sessions for different abilities. So I don't mean Katie or Lorna ever really crossed paths because they were such a big age group. But um, I, I, I played Katie once, at like, a West of Scotland, like, years ago. But that's the only time you have ever played against each other. We played with each other a few times as well, but that never really went very well.
0: <laughs> who was your um, ask? Who was your motivation when you first started? Who was the person that you thought? You know, I think everybody's got kind of a person that kind of motivates them to start. Do you remember who who got you into it? If you weren't if you weren't going with your sisters, um, who would it have been that motivated you go and made you like it? And who's? I guess yeah. Team, I mean, there must be somebody
1: there, right? There's somebody good. That loves it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I very much credit my badminton career to Tommy Mulgrew, who started. Who was the coach at the time? Like he's just so enthusiastic and so passionate about badminton and about the local community. Like there's no way. Like he just he just kind of uh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous how much of an impact he's had. And yeah, no, he was he was he was a big part of the reason that I kept going back. Like I say, he was just he, like he just he just put, he put his heart and soul into the game. So it was kind of his passion project. So and uh, you can see by the results he got from it, like how successful he was of it. So no, I do I do really like I do really appreciate everything Tommy's done for me. Anyway, how long did you um, did you go there for? Yeah, uh, so I probably I was there like from the age of four until I probably went to high school. So when I went to the school of sport, when I was like eleven. So. A good, like seven years, and I've kind of been back. I, I, I've done a bit of coaching here and there, just when I had time. And I do, I do try and get, I did try and get back as much as I could when the place was still there. Um. So yeah, that's. Wow. It
0: that
1: was a good big, big chunk of my life, anyway. That
0: sounds like sounds
1: like quite a guy. Is it, does he still
0: is he still about? Yeah, like he. he it was unfortunately
1: he had to he had to stop running the game so because he kind of started working full time with the council doing other things. And then he retired from like that job maybe five or six years ago. So he he he, he does still do stuff in the community. he, he pretty much runs the catching game flow. So he still does some badminton lessons maybe once or twice a week. So it's still, I think they're still still going strong, not quite to the same level as it used to be, but he's he, he still enjoys it and it's good when to see you, that he's still able still, to keep going. How many people would go
0: when you and you were there when you first started going? Was it was there, was it busy? Also, when did you go? Was it, was it twice um, so yeah,
1: I, I, was, I was busy. Was yeah, it was busy. Like, we, had there was sessions every, every day, Monday to Friday. Like, there was some day, there was, there was two sessions. Like, I, I think I started off, can't remember the days exactly, but I remember there was, like, a beginner's session twice a week for, like, an hour and a half. And then you moved up to the kind of intermediate and then you moved up again to, like, the level above that. So there was, there was at least, there must have been at least, like, eight to ten sessions on a week. And then that's not including weekends, and that's not including like when the holidays are on. They did camps the full for the full hot Easter holidays, Christmas, October break, everything. And that was all Tommy. Old like, uh, Tommy and uh, Morag Gillis, who's sadly not with us anymore, but yeah, it was the two the two of them were the kind of driving force for that.
0: Isn't that absolutely incredible? And tell me what the discipline was like in that. Was it always just fun or was
1: the discipline? was? The yeah, it was a lot. It was fun. Tommy's got a really good way of being able to teach you basic things, but in a really fun way to make you really engaged and continue with it. So there was, a, like, I remember that like first started, it was a lot of just games and little kind of things. I remember just playing lots of games, like balancing the shuttle on your racket and kind of running about the hall, throwing shuttles off the wall to kind of get that kind of technique of the clear and the smashes and stuff. And then, like most days, like we do a little bit of training, but it was kind of like a big ladder system we had. So it was always a group of four. You, the top one, and one would play four, two would play three. Winners play again full ladder system down. So it was always groups of four. So if you won your group, you'd move to the group above. If you came last in your group, you'd go down below. So it was always really competitive. Like we only had two, we only had two courts. There was sometimes there was like thirty, forty people playing on two courts. So it was a lot of half court singles. As <laughs> so when I think back, it's ridiculous how how we managed to do it, but we all absolutely loved it. So.
0: if if you're in contact with him i'd love you to put me in touch with him um because oh yeah yeah definitely i think he he sounds absolutely amazing and was there physical discipline at that stage i guess you were too young was it was it mostly geared around enjoyment and and how did he can ask how he developed you and how did he do you think he spotted you and so he's obviously i can understand actually why when that kind of level of of kind of activity that somebody a group of people would become exceptional um how did he how did he move on how did did he help you move forward in your career
1: yeah 100 yeah like i don't i don't remember the exact details obviously it was quite a long time ago now but yeah it's was, like i it was a lot i was a lot about kind of making technical practices fun so like you always had a, a some sort of game or some sort of competition for you to practice whatever shot you were doing like we played lots of games of like like round, like, round the world, and kind of, it was all, like, half-court, um, beat the pros and stuff like that, so it was a really, it was a lot of lot of fun stuff, but because there was such a big group, you were, like, I was always playing against older people, so I always had to challenge myself to play people that were bigger or stronger, so I feel like, I, like I, I've probably known more now for my kind of tactical skills and kind of my way that I can read the game. I think a lot of that was developed when I was younger because I had to play smart, I couldn't like all these people were bigger than me, they're stronger than me, so I had to deal with that from quite a young age. So I think that is definitely one of the reasons that I've kinda got that's one of the ways I got my attributes I've got now. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, I think true. Tommy did did kinda spot me early on and did move did move me forward and kinda did pay a lot of attention to me, which was I appreciate now, obviously. So did
0: he get you into competitions and things? Would he say, Oh there's a competition coming up, I think you should go for it or when when was your first uh, yeah. competition? Do you remember
1: that? Think I don't remember the exact I was definitely Pennycook under ten. What? I got like I was six. I think I was six or seven. But that was my first like competitive term. Like we we played at the I'm pretty sure there was like leagues at the time, there was a lot of Ayrshire League, I'm pretty sure. I we played like kinda of primary school quakes and the inter areas and stuff like that. But I think my first like individual competitive term was under ten at Pennycook. But yeah, Ta Tom, Tommy was always kind of pushing us to make sure that we were playing tournaments like playing nationals, playing Scottish schools, Ayrshire schools, everything. We had a competitions in Mocklin as well, so it was always fairly competitive.
0: Was there a group of you, did you have a group at that time that, you, that you're together with regularly for these tournaments? With? Was it the same people? Was it your sisters? Who, was there other people? Um, also, was there people that you don't know that was involved then?
1: Um, no one that plays properly now. I think the only person is uh, Gregor McVean, who's he's a coach in Hungary now, and coach, he's the coaches these head coach, like the kind of under 15, under 17 team. Kind of played again junior internationally up to the point. So he was kind of he was like he was the best player range, but he was three years older than me. Right. So he was the kind of best player in that kind of my kind of age range. So he I, he was always a big kind of inspiration when I was growing up my my cousin played, so she was. I uh, spent a lot of time with her playing kind of badminton stuff. My best friend at the time was play, played badminton. Yeah, there was there was kind of a few in my class in primary school. It was me, a boy called James Milton, who played. Who I played juniors with all the way through. Boy Gavin Lowe, who's now he plays for rugby for Scotland's rugby sevens. So yeah, there was a, there was a there was a decent group of like three or four my age who all kind of played for Scotland's junior level, like kind of year above year a year above me. And then um, Holly New, kind of, she's, she played international yeah. for us. Now she she's from Auckland as well, so she came through the same system I did. Really, we were the kind of last two standing. But like I say, we were uh, there was a lot of successful dreams came from Auckland that didn't quite make it senior. I need to look into
0: Auckland. Is it a village?
1: Yeah, well, it was probably maybe, maybe class of town now is kind of expanding always, but now that, yeah, as uh, I say, we did dominate for a period of time.
0: It's absolutely phenomenal what you're talking about. I just find that absolutely incredible. So, your yours story really was kind of. You loved it, right? From the get go.
1: Yeah. No, it was, I was like, I, I loved it. I was just, I like, would literally just go straight. Like, I'd finished school. We'd walk from school to the game stall, and I'd play the game stall for two, three hours. My parents would come back from work and take us home. Like I think it was kind of cheap babysitting for them more than anything else, because we would just walk from the game stall from school straight to the game stall, and they pick us up from there. So, yeah, no, it was it was like it was a huge chunk of my life, and uh, so was I do really fondly. Was that kind of every day or what? what was, I mean, um, was it wasn't every day. Um, like I, I don't. Think anyway like it, when it was not badminton. We play like short tennis or mini tennis, some people call it. But there's badminton or short tennis. Um, I was only really, I only really played those two things. I, I'm not though. I'm not the kind of person that played like a thousand sports when I was younger. I actually played badminton, played ice hockey for a bit, and I played short tennis in the badminton hall. But that was pretty much badminton from quite a young age.
0: And can I ask what were you like at school? Were you, was that? Were you, were you just itching to go and do sport, or were you? Are you academic at all, or what? Uh, no, I was I was
1: uh, I was fairly smart at primary school and throughout. Like I got decent, like um, decent grades all the way through. Um, I, like I, I wasn't the most athletic person ever, though. When I was younger, like I was a bit fat, I was small. I literally, I, I wasn't good at any other sport. Like badminton was really it for me. Like. Uh, I wasn't like I was a natural runner. I couldn't I can't kick even to this day, I can't kick a ball to save myself. So football was never an option. So yeah, no, nah, I, I, I I I did really enjoy school when I was younger. I, I enjoyed school all the way through.
0: Probably don't enjoy learning as much yeah. now, but I did you when know I was younger. Your first, kind of, do you remember your first were your parents involved in Badminton at all? So? Um no. Like they
1: actually got they they're really involved now. Like my mum and dad do a lot of the running, like, they run the West tournaments, they do, they work at the Scottish Open every year, the Nationals, like they've been really involved in badminton but only really through us. I think my dad played a little bit when he was younger but it wasn't anything special, like, um, no, it really was just the my generation that started it and then they kind of started coming along after that.
0: And how did you get ferried about for tournaments and that kind of stuff? Did your parents take you or what was that? Did you? Open yeah, like the majority of the time...
1: The majority of the time my parents would drive, so they were my taxi drivers for I think, the, I think their happiest day was my my driving test. Um but because, because there was such a lot of us from Auckland or from Ayrshire at the time, like we, we we did share a lot of lifts. Like when I went to the school of sport, there was four of us from Auckland that were all at the school of sport at the same time. So we had a driving rota where one person, one one parent would just drive a day. Because it's, it's public transport from Auckland to Glasgow is pretty non-existent. And then same in like national squads at night. Like, there was two boys from Prestwick, uh, Ben Torrance, Josh Neal, who I used to play with in my field junior years. So we would take turns. Their parents to pick us up and drop us off of the Q8 garage in Kamarnock and we'd kind of do that. So it wasn't mom and dad driving every day all the time. We, we did work it out quite well with other people.
0: That's absolutely fun. Are you,
1: is it far from Dun Donald? Prestwick? Is that where you uh, Yeah, we're not too far from Prestwick. No, I think like, uh, this thing's maybe like a 15-minute 15, 15
0: drive, 20-minute drive. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I was golfed there last year. Love it. I love that. Um, so you're seaside, right? It's coastal. Uh, right? No, we're kind of a bit more inland.
1: So, like, air is like the kind of closest coastal bit to us. We're like 10, 15 minutes from here. Wow. So it's kind of, it's like, if you know, if you know where Kamarnock is, it's like another 10 minutes further south of Kamarnock. Right,
0: back to the questions. Here we go. When did
1: you in playing all that first ever racket? Do you remember that? Yeah, it I was a little mini purple Kuda racket. I think, I think I've still got it. I think it's still in my mum's, mum and dad's house somewhere. Uh, didn't, okay. didn't change, not really changed rackets much in my life. I really am a, I, st- I like to stick to the same racket. So I had the purple Fukuda one. I had like maybe three Ashway rackets. And then I got sponsored by Yonex when I was like 12 or 13. And I've only had three Yonex rackets and 11 or 12 years being sponsored by them. So really, I like to stick to a racket. <laughs> and do they, do they offer you rackets? Do you want a add racket? on at- no, no, I'm
0: all right. What's the...
1: I think Steve, the guy the the Onyx representative, I think he has asked me once if I ever do fancy changing, and I just can't (laughs) shut that down quite quickly. So I keep waiting for the day he's going to make me change it, but hopefully that's not another while Yeah, You sound terrible for
0: racket sales. I mean, it's. to change. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly right. Um, What was the name of your first club? Uh, Malcolm Bamson Club. I played there for the first, maybe. Ten, year, day of ten years, first year, ten years. There was Malkin Bampton Club. I played at Horrofford's Bampton Club a little bit as well, and then I joined the kind of, there was Ayrshire Satellite squad and there was a the Glasgow Satellite squad. I did a couple of times a week as well. So as I got older, you kind of you kind of started off Malkin, then went to Horlford, then I went to the the satellite Squad squads and then international squad eventually.
0: So is it like it sounds like you love it, right? And it sounds like you love it, like you love the sport and you always did love the sport. The interview I did with Martin Campbell didn't come across like this. It didn't, you know, he was a real recognised as an excellent player and was told that if you want to take it seriously, you need to focus. Focus, train, da 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 you need to do this. But well, it sounds like you started for a long period of time loving it from a very young age. And then does it feel now like you're just doing it, like getting paid for doing what you love, like going to a club? So that have a feel? Yeah, I'm not,
1: I'm not going to say that I love it all the time now. I think it's... I did like when I was younger, like I was obsessed from the age of maybe four till about 17, 18. Like, I was obsessed with badminton, like proper badminton Roy So, like, everything was everything I did with badminton. But I think the last kind of five or six years, it's not like I'm not, it's not, it's not easy. Like, it's not easy life being a professional athlete. There's a lot, a lot more downs than there is ups. So, I can't say that. And there's been different. Different periods of time in the last four years that I've not enjoyed at all. Like there was a time two a year or two ago, I would I was thinking about quitting because I really wasn't enjoying it. But it's kind of, it's all about kind of finding your way back when you know you you did love it that much. It's always kind of trying to find your way, find ways to get back to that point. So I think I'm an, I'm a, I'm a better place like with with the sport now. But again, like two years ago, wasn't really there. So I think had to work a bit harder to get back to that. You're
0: probably right. I think you've got to remind yourself. I have that. I actually have kind of occasional chats with Hans Petingas who. Suffers and and pressures himself, and you get so pressured into winning all the time. And then when you stop winning and go through a bad routine, that uh, you know, I think I think you forget that you loved it. And I think probably mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to unwind and maybe go back to Marklin and go and have a game of battle with all your friends. But um, <laughs> and and remind yourself why you started. I think that's what kind of goes out. I suppose that's the same thing you do. You start off loving it, and then you, it becomes a job, right? And then so like when you. Yeah. I asked that question to Martin Campbell. When a friend asks you, it says, do you fancy going for a game of Babylon on a Friday night when you go home? What do you say? Do you say, oh, listen, no chance? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> that be shut down <laughs> right <laughs> away. <laughs> absolutely no chance. Yeah, good. Uh, so I'm going to come go back to the questions. Shuttles. Do you remember your first shuttles? When what did Tommy get you for uh, shuttles?
1: Yeah, we were we were plastic. Either I was Yellix or Carlton, one of the two. But I, I exclusively used plastic shuttles until I was maybe... Nine or ten. Like we had we did not get feathers because obviously like plastic was cheaper, they could last forever. So yeah, we didn't we didn't really get feather shuttles. It was a treat when we got feather shuttles in tournaments. But yeah, it was plastic all the way.
0: Brilliant. Uh, Tommy was your first coach. Do you remember the first um, Do you
1: remember the first thing he taught you? Um I like, for, like, my first memories of walking game, so we'd it was just like, it was just the technique for throw, like throwing, so we just we used to just throw shuttles to each other pretty much. So like that kind of first like real overhead technique was, yeah, that was that's that's why I remember doing that religiously. We were throwing shuttles to each other, always doing something with that kind of thing. Yeah, so overhead technique, hundred percent. Was he a good player? He- um, I don't think I don't think he played that much. I don't think he was. I, I don't. I, I've never. He never really likes to speak about himself that much. But I don't think he played that much when he was younger. Morag who was the kind of, like the other coach of the time. I think she played to like a decent enough level, not like international or anything, but definitely a local level, she was pretty good. But I don't like Tommy's up. yeah he's, he's I think he's still always I don't know why I don't know why. I'm not gonna say what age he is now, but he can still play a pretty good game, so I
0: I find it amazing when you see um when I grew up there was a guy that ran the ran the league and he went there and he he went with his shirt and trousers on and he sat down at his little table with a sheets of paper and he organised all the games and he Gave out, gave out the shuttles, and you just sat there. And you think that's so selfless that behaviour, don't you think? It's, I can't imagine yeah. it. Like I'm, i get that. I guess, I, I guess I must be really selfish because I just want to go and play badminton. The idea of sitting for like four hours watching games and kind of directing people on courts and noting down scores—it's my idea of hell. <laughs> so <laughs> that
1: no, we love. I absolutely loved it. Like you can see, even that last day we had in the game, so he was back in his absolute element. It was just, it was great to see. I remember the like the first. I remember we used to go through the the badges. I can't I can't remember what they were called. We used to have like it was the, the, the Scottish Association like badges. that you used to go through. I remember you you only could get your first badge if you beat Tommy at half court singles. So that that, that was that was the that was the benchmark. So I I, I still remember my game against him to win my win my win my patch or my badge or something. But yeah, I was he, he still got involved a lot. Like he was really hands on. He was always one to feed.
0: Always getting like going to get involved. So. Sounds like a great guy. And and did it? Do you do you feel? Does it has he inspired you to think that you'd like to be like that? Or when you finished, I guess I, I don't know if the question comes. I suppose I'll talk to you about this again another time. I think it's about thirty three minutes already. Really. I just <laughs> want, I'm just curious as to whether he makes you feel like I want to be like that, or do you think do you have it in you? or do you, do you Could you learn from that? Do you, how do you feel about teaching other people to play? Now,
1: yeah, I mean. I like I I do try and get back to the sport as much as I can. Like I've, I volunteered at the the Four Nations Power of Badminton every year since I was like fourteen or fifteen. I helped out on every under eleven nationals pretty much. After I went past under eleven, I would go back every year and like take the like do the courts and stuff like that. Like I, I do I do really try and get back to the community as a whole. Like say Badminton's given a lot to me, so I do try and get that back. Like I coach. Coached the junior, coach the junior national squads. I have done since I was like 18. So like I, I, I never want to be the kind of person that just does badminton and is yeah. kind of just does it and doesn't doesn't try and give anything back. I do what I do try and get back to the score as much as I can. I think that that does stem from Tommy being so selfless when he was when he was, coaching us. Yeah, sounds like a great guy. Um, okay, don't forget to put me in touch
0: with. You. Um, so yeah. do you remember your first ever tournament and trophy?
1: Yes, um, for the first trophy I remember winning, like uh, there was the first ever under eleven nationals, mm-hmm. and we, me and uh, Tommy, some actually Paul, we won the under eleven doubles, so that was the very first one. So that's the first, that's the first thing springs to, to my mind. I think I was eight. I, de- I definitely won stuff before that, but I don't, it doesn't, doesn't come to me. But that's the, that's so far the first one that really sticks out. Do you still have the trophy? Uh, yeah, so I'm still and dad's house. So we we, we you no, know, we didn't get to keep the trophies because bam, Scotland you don't get to keep the trophies. But Tommy actually made us a replica, so I've still got the replica that Tommy got
0: made for us in my house. Yeah. Wow, Tommy got you a replica. Now he is a coach. Yeah, that guy's got some kind of halo. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's awesome. Um, what was um, successful event? Yeah. Did you used to play singles or doubles or mixed what, when you first started? What,
1: um, it? I played all three. Uh, I've always seen myself as more of a doubles and mixed player because again I was small, slow, fat. So singles was <laughs> singles was a bit more hard work, but I was a good singles player. Like I guess I, I still enjoy it. I probably enjoy a singles more now. I hated it for a period of time, but I was I was successful at all three, all the way through juniors. So I think I've got the record for the most junior national titles from under eleven up to under nineteen. And uh, that was equally one, singles, doubles, and mixed pretty much. But definitely, always saw myself more as a doubles and mixed player quite early on, which is quite odd for a young person because they all everyone loves singles when you're younger, apparently.
0: Well, I think I, I just think in community badminton you can't help it because how often you go to the club and there's like three people, and the, <laughs> you know that's <laughs> you know that's what you, like, in, inevitably you'll end up playing singles sometime. Um, so my, I'm going to stop with this question if that's okay because we're 35 minutes in. Yep. I've got a whole future section which I haven't got, so I'd like to come back and do it again, if that's okay, Adam. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, who I, I, I do ramble on, so I apologise. <laughs> like no, i like it a lot. I love it, not it. Who's your main
1: competition going up? Because I'm a Slavro as well. Yeah, main competition for me, probably Josh Neal, who works about in Scotland now, but he was definitely, we were kind of always kind of against each other growing up. We were, He was a year older than me, but yeah, there was a lot of competition between us all the way through. Um, until we got until we got senior level, he Josh still played. He played kind of, three, four years with us as seniors before he had to stop through injury. But yeah, he was definitely our, our biggest rival growing up.
0: And yeah, how how much older than? Did you say he was three or four
1: years older than you? He's just no, just one year older than me. So we we spent a lot of time together. Like even though I was a year younger, like uh, because my age group when I was younger wasn't great, like I was a quite a large bit ahead of everyone else my age. I actually spent a lot of my time playing. The year above and two years above, so I actually do view myself as like two years older than I actually am because I spent so much time with people that were two years older than me from when I was younger.
0: It's so good for you, isn't it? Don't you think it's good for your drive to have somebody that's yeah. just a step up, just a wee bit ahead of you, just something that's yeah, there's just someone there, that, you know, the person that's the best and always wins, never seems quite right. I just think you know, I think it's great to have something there to push you. Brilliant, Adam. Thank you. That's been amazing. It's been amazing. Thank you for your time. I thought next time I'll maybe get to see you because I've got a blank screen and have done for about twenty minutes. But it's been great. <laughs> okay, God. It's been uh, great to listen to, you and uh, yeah, I look forward to catching doing. I, I look forward to part two. Maybe same time next week. Is does tonight? Does this time? Does this night suit you? Tuesday night suit you this time?
1: Hey, uh, yeah, fine. If you want, if you want to part two, if you have you can put up with me that that quickly, half then half yeah, time. no problem.
0: Okay. Half next Tuesday same time. Also. Yeah. No problem.
1: Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Have a great day and a
0: great week. Speak soon. Yeah, you too. And don't forget Tommy. Yeah. Don't forget Tommy, all right? Yes, yeah,
1: so I'll, I'll, I'll message
0: his number now. I'll post. So really wait, wait till I put this online and you can tag him in it, all right? Cheers. Perfect. Okay. okay. Take care. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.